Natural MD Radio, your place to hear the whole truth on health and medicine for women and children and get the tools you need to take back your health naturally starting now. I'm Dr. Aviva Ram. In a bold and important step, the FDA has banned the use of antimicrobial soaps. This is so important because not only do they breed antibiotic resistance, which can cause harmful skin infections, harmful general infections, and many of our antibiotics aren't even working anymore because our infections are so resistant to them, meaning that our kids can end up sick with infections that we can't actually treat. But in addition, some of the antimicrobial ingredients that have been included in soap, triclosan, for example, which is actually in toothpaste too, is also an endocrine disruptor, meaning it impacts our kids' hormonal development. So we see problems like early puberty in girls and boys, for example, with high exposure to some of these ingredients in antimicrobial soaps. But now that antimicrobial soaps are banned, you might be wondering, well, how am I going to prevent my kids from getting sick? Well, first of all, the important news is that antimicrobial soaps never did really prevent kids from getting sick. They just didn't work. They just caused more harm than good. And there are some really effective natural means that you can use if you want to prevent your kids from getting sick while they're in kind of the germ bank of school that happens once kids head back into school in the fall that we're now in and into winter. So what are some of the things that you can do to prevent illnesses? Well, prevention is actually the key word here. It's so much easier to prevent illness than spend time on visits to the doctor's office and go through endless rounds of antibiotics that cause their own problems and often don't work either because our kids usually have viral infections. Well, a lot of kids don't need much more than whole foods, play, and a good healthy environment to stay healthy all year. Some kids are more prone to colds, sore throats and strep, coughs, ear infections, sinus infections, and flu, making their autumn and winter, and yours, a lot tougher than it has to be. It can be sometimes downright miserable with missed school, missed special events, and missed work for you. Also, feeling sick's a bummer for your kids, and it's stressful as a parent when our kids don't feel well. Further, in young children, over-the-counter and prescription cold medications have been a leading cause of adverse events and scarily even deaths. So we need safe, gentle options for preventing illness so we don't even have to reach for potentially harmful medications unless absolutely necessary. If your kiddo happens to be one of those who get sick more often than you'd like, or if you just want to do some great immune boosting, here are my top seven tried and true cold and flu prevention recommendations for kids. Immune boosting doesn't just happen overnight. So start doing these things now and then safely continue throughout cold and flu season. So autumn, even into late winter and early spring to boost optimal immunity, ward off illness and keep your child healthy all year. These tips also have good quality scientific evidence behind them, are affordable and safe. And I know you'll be happy with the results. And just in case you're new to my show and you're wondering, well, who is this woman? Not only am I the mother of four kids who are now grown and I raise naturally, but I'm also a Yale-trained MD with specific training in family medicine, which means I have been fully trained in pediatrics. And a huge area of research for me is 
everything I can do to learn that's optimal from what we know in scientific evidence, what we know in traditional medicine that I can bring to you to make your life easier and your child's life healthier. So here are my seven top natural immune boosting tips for kids that you can start now. The first thing is you want to tweak your child's diet. And this is especially important in late summer going into autumn because late, you know, during the summer, we tend to be a little bit more lax with our diets. Kids are getting more juice, more fruit, more ice cream, more cold beverages, things that actually either traditionally in traditional systems like Chinese medicine or Ayurvedic medicine, or in modern science, we know dampen the immune system. So sugar, for example, has a big impact on the immune system. So what I recommend with end of summer going into fall is start to eliminate most sugar, including all fruit juice. Homemade vegetable juice with some fruit, maybe like a carrot, beet, apple juice is okay a couple of times a week. And eliminate all soda. Now, I recommend eliminating most, if not all, dairy products, particularly if milk, cheese, or yogurt tends to make your child congested or phlegmy. Kids do not need dairy for optimal bone health. In fact, the countries that have the highest rates of dairy consumption have the highest rates of osteoporosis. I'm not going to go into all the pros and cons of dairy, but you can find other blogs on my website over at avivaram.com, and I'll put some links below this podcast so you can find those on dairy and kids. Now, you do want to increase their leafy green vegetables like kale, broccoli, cauliflower, collard greens, and include fresh or frozen organic blueberries and strawberries in their diet. All of these are very rich in antioxidants and phytonutrients that boost immunity. So you want to make sure that your child is getting ideally two child-sized servings of fresh veggies or fresh organic fruit, particularly berries, at each meal. And you want to make sure your child is getting high-quality protein, so beans, lean meats, fish or poultry, and high-quality fats, olive oil, coconut oil, and avocado, for example, at each meal. Because it takes good quality protein and these plant nutrients to support optimal immunity, and high-quality fats are also very important for cellular health. So the first thing you're going to do is tweak the diet, get out the sugar, and get in the healthy fruits, vegetables, good quality protein and fats. The second thing you can do is give zinc daily. Now, ideally, we'd like to think that our kids are getting all their nutrients from foods, but the fact is most American kids are not. We have a vast gap between what we're supposed to be getting and what we are getting. So to give your child zinc daily, there are a number of ways you can do it. And the importance of zinc is that it's an immune-boosting mineral. It's found in oysters, beef, and lamb, and to a lesser extent, pumpkin seeds, cashews, and beans. So you can supplement the diet by making sure your child is getting plenty of those foods with those nutrients in it. But I also, during the fall and winter, recommend taking zinc daily for three to five months at a time to reduce the likelihood of viral infections, especially colds. And zinc taken daily as a supplement has been shown to reduce school absences and also the need for antibiotics in kids. It can easily be given as a flavored lozenge to older kids, or for young kids, you can get it as a liquid. 
And the dosing is as follows, and I'll put this below the podcast, and I'll also put it in a link. I'll give you a link to a blog that will contain all this information too, so you'll have it all written out. So don't worry if you don't catch it, but if you want to know it, I'll tell you. For six months to three years old, it's about two to three milligrams a day. For kids four to eight years old, about five milligrams a day. For kids nine to 13 years old, about eight to 10 milligrams a day. And kids 14 to 18 years old, it's 10 to 15 milligrams a day. And that's based roughly on the Office of Dietary Supplements, which is the federal government branch of the U.S. that handles supplement recommendations. And this is basic recommendations for keeping immune health activated. You can give also, or instead, a children's or teen's multivitamin that has zinc in it. And those will also have vitamin C and vitamin D, which also help to boost immunity. If you are giving a multi, check the label. And what you want to do is give the dose that I've recommended as the maximum dose. So if, for example, the dose for a 14 to 18-year-old is 10 to 15 milligrams a day, and the multivitamin already has that dose, don't give additional. But if the multivitamin only has five milligrams, then you can supplement with zinc up to the 10 to 15 milligrams a day, et cetera, for the various ages. So the third tip is to give vitamin C daily. A big scientific review done by the Cochrane Collaboration, which is a major medical data review group that's independent and very reliable, showed a 13% decrease in cold symptoms in children who took 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C daily for prevention. The form and dose of this are buffered ascorbic acid, and the typical dose for kids ranging from toddlers to older kids is 250 to 500 milligrams three times a day. And I usually recommend giving the zinc and the ascorbic acid with meals because they can be a little bit hard on the stomach, especially the zinc given otherwise. In fact, some of you have may, may have heard me tell this story, but I learned about the zinc and kids' sensitive tummies to zinc the hard way. I was on an extended cross-country trip with my husband and my older two children who were a toddler and kind of like a, a five-year-old at the time. And we were traveling for a long time. They were getting stuffy noses and a little bit cold symptoms coming on. And so we stopped at a, at a health food store along the way. And I got some zinc lozenges. And they were about probably five milligrams of zinc. So I broke one and a half for my younger child and gave my older, the five-year-old, five milligrams in the lozenge. And they both had them on empty stomachs. And within about 20 minutes after sucking the lozenges, both my kids in the back seat were saying, mommy, I don't feel so good. And the next thing it was blah, 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 throwing up all over the back seat of the car. If any of you have kids who have thrown up in the back seat of your car, you know, that's not fun. And imagine that car on an extended car trip through the summer. It was pretty awful. So personal experience, but also standard recommendation. Don't give it on an empty stomach. That was a long time ago for me. I've learned a lot of stuff by experience. So take it from a word of wisdom there. Okay. Number four is give your child a probiotic daily. Probiotics, especially lactobacillus taken alone or with bifidobacter strains, which is another species during the fall and winter have been shown to reduce absences from daycare and school because of fewer colds and reduce the incidence of fever, cough, runny nose, 
and the use of antibiotics in kids. You want to look for a brand that's in a powder or liquid form for younger kids, and I recommend hiding it in a smoothie. If you're using dairy, you can hide it in yogurt, or you can do a coconut, like a dairy-free yogurt. And you can use any of the companies that contain lactobacillus and bifidobacteria strains. One of the companies that I use is Claire Labs Therabiotic, and they make a children's formula, which they also have an infant formula, and you can give this to babies. And that can help prevent colds and infections in babies too. And then kids 12 and older can take an adult dose. And then you can look on the packaging of the product that you're getting for kids. Interestingly, you can also use probiotic for strep infection. And there's one probiotic that's made for kids called ProBiomax ENT. And that comes in a chewable form. And that one has specifically been shown to reduce strep infections in kids. I don't have any investment in that company. It's just one that I use. And since I know that there's a little bit of data around those, I wanted to share those with you. But you don't have to use those companies for good results. You just want to make sure there's lactobacillus and bifidobacter strains. The fifth recommendation is to give vitamin D3 daily. Vitamin D3 helps support the immune system, and it's important for overall health. And we tend to get less of it than we actually think from sunshine. And then as we're going into fall and winter, kids get much less because they're indoors so much more. So I recommend supplementing, especially starting in the fall. And then all babies under one year old should get vitamin D3 supplementation regardless of the time of year, unless you're breastfeeding. If you're breastfeeding, and you take 4,000 to 6,000 units a day and your baby's breastfeeding full-time, not full-time, you know what I mean, like for their major source of nutrition, then you can actually skip giving it to babies. But otherwise, the dose, and again, this will be in the blog that you can find at the link below this podcast, the dose for babies up to one year old is 400 units a day. For kids one to five, it's about 500 to 1,000 units a day. For kids five to 10, also 1,000 units a day. And then kids over 10 years old can do more like an adult dose, 1,000 to 2,000 units a day. The easiest way to give vitamin D to kids is in a liquid form. There are products that have 1,000 units per drop. So it's really easy. And then there are special products for babies that are marked so you can give one drop that has 400 units. So super easy. Tip number six is for really for kids four or so and older who will buy into this, and that's using a saline rinse twice a week, so like a neti pot. Using a saline rinse has been shown in studies to reduce respiratory infections in kids, so colds, cough, sinus infections, ear, even ear infections are considered respiratory infections. It's tough in babies. I don't recommend it in babies, but kids over four will often be willing to give it a try, especially if they see you doing it, and then you just make it a game. And then kids who are a bit older, seven and older, can easily get the hang of it. You can either go to a pharmacy and get a saline rinse kit, or you can get a neti pot with a saline rinse mix. I don't recommend adding any herbs. Just use the recommended saline rinse. Don't add essential oils because you can get some irritation from the herbs. And I just really don't recommend it for the local sensitive sinus uh, nasal mucus membranes. What you want to make sure to do is use proper saline also. This is a very low risk treatment. There have been some very, very rare incidences of 
sinus infections from using this, but that's only been if you're using just sort of like sink water or contaminated water. So just use the recommended products, but twice a week reduces respiratory infections. And the seventh thing that you can do is give gentle herbal remedies. There are a few herbal remedies that you can use daily for cold prevention in kids. And the few that I recommend are echinacea, And the dose in kids that's around two to five years old is about 7.5 milliliters a day. So it's about a teaspoon and a half. And you can give that in two divided doses. So about three quarters of a teaspoon twice a day. You can use the glycerin form. So you're not giving alcohol. And for most kids, it's very, the glycerin form tastes sweet. So no problem. They'll just take it right off the spoon or out of the dropper. And for kids six to 11 years old and over, it's about 10 milliliters a day. So about two measured teaspoons to really get an effective dose. And for older kids, you can also use the glycerin form, or you can just put the alcohol extract right into their water bottle and have them sip that dose throughout the day. It's not a substantial amount of alcohol at all, but if you're not comfortable with that, use the glycerin form. Echinacea has been shown to support the immune system, prevent the frequency of upper respiratory infections and bronchitis, and also prevent secondary infections. In other words, it prevents bacterial infections from starting up if there's been a prolonged viral infection. For example, if your child has had an ear infection for a while and it's a viral ear infection or a cough for a while, and there's a lot of mucus and congestion and dampness in the lungs or in the ear canals, then that can also breed bacteria. So it can help prevent that. A couple of other remedies that have been shown to prevent infection are umka, umka lawabo, and you can get a product called umka cold care right at your pharmacy and just follow the directions on the package. And another herbal medicine, which is one of my favorites that I often combine with echinacea, is called andrographis. And that's been shown to boost immunity, reduce the frequency of upper respiratory infections, and also help shorten their duration when they do happen. Now, all the recommendations I'm giving you today are for prevention, but I also recommend getting on these at the first sign of a cold or infection if your child's not already on them because it can help ward them off. I want you to be able to spend more time with your kids being healthy this autumn and winter and a lot less time in the doctor's office and a lot less time worrying about whether you need to use an antibiotic or not. If that sounds awesome to you, I strongly recommend going ahead, gathering these herbs, gathering these supplements, and you can get them online. You can go to a company called Mountain Rose. Again, I don't have any relationship with them. They'll carry the herbal supplements. You can even get them locally at your local major health food stores like Whole Foods. And if you want to take a deeper dive into learning how to boost your child's immune system using natural approaches safely and from home, please check out my online course, Healthy All Year, because you can study all this and much more with me and other mamas and parents who share your concerns. I hope this helps your child stay healthier all fall and all winter. And certainly if you have comments, please put them in the comment section over on the blog. And if you found this helpful, please make sure to drop a comment on iTunes. So iTunes feels the love and makes this accessible to so many more families. 
hope you enjoyed this episode of Natural MD Radio. If you did, please go to avivaram.com and join the conversation about the show on my blog. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. It's free and it's jam-packed with powerful tips to help you take back your health naturally. That's avivaram.com. Take care and see you next time.